It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. I'm here with Zerlina Maxwell, and we are joined right now by the author of a new book called Different, Gender Through the Eyes of a Primatologist, Franz DeWall. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. You're welcome. Yeah. Hi. Thank, thank you so I, much I for being here. By asking you, like, what, what made you study this in the first place? You're a primatologist. What uh -huh. made you start thinking about, like, gender is a really interesting construct here? Like, when did you decide this was going to be your line of focus? Oh, because... Uh, each time I mention uh, sex differences in the primates, I say, for example, that males are more violent or that females have more empathy. Uh, people uh, in the audience, they zoom in on that. They want to know more about it. It's as if people are extremely curious about the biological side of gender because they hear so often that there is no biological side. They hear so often people say, uh, well, it's, it's all in, in your head. It's, it's what society makes of it, so to speak. And uh, I see a lot of differences in the primates um, that we also see in human behavior. What are some of the things that you see in primates that you see mirrored in human behavior as it relates to gender? Well, for example, the play behavior of the young. So, so young, young female primates, like I, I work mostly with chimpanzees and bonobos, which are our closest relatives. And the young females, they... They like to get their hands on babies. They, they're fascinated by, uh, as soon as there's a mother with a newborn, they wanna, and they, and they like dolls. So if you give them dolls, they carry them and they take care of them. And in the wild, um, they pick up logs, wooden logs and, and rocks and hold them like a baby on their back or on their belly and, and make nests for them and things. So, so the young females, they like to, to have that kind of play, which prepares them for motherhood. And the young males, they love to roughhouse and that's, that's something that's found all over the world with human uh, children. And that's also found in all the primates. The young males, they like to wrestle the whole day. They, they run after each other and they try to grab each other. So um, that's just the play behavior <laughs> where, where we see huge differences already. Oh, and that can't be explained by like outside influences, right? So if, with kids, I sort of would imagine maybe the boys play a certain way versus the girls. Um, if we're talking about the binary, because like, boys you know like from a young age they're like go play football and girls are like go do ballet so so mm -hmm. in my head with humans it's outside influences that are sort of funneling children into specific activities but you're saying in primates they do this naturally just like well from, in humans from the from birth in humans, you see this difference universally. So also people who don't football. <laughs> so it's, it's a universal difference in humans, and it is found in all the primates. And so uh, a cultural explanation like you give here is probably insufficient. Mm -hmm. so, so I believe that there are biological differences. I also believe that the differences that we postulate in society are sometimes exaggerated. I yeah. agree with that on you, is that, for example, uh, that that only only man can be leaders. Uh, I, I have in uh, in my book an enormous amount of evidence that there's plenty of female leaders in the primate world, or that um, only only uh, females have good friendships. 
I think there's a lot of evidence that males have good friendships too. They're very different, but in nature, but they have good friendships too. And, and that's true for the primates also. So there's also many differences that we exaggerate that are not really there. So, so there's this sort of essential gender in primates, mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily translate to a hierarchy later. So the boys like to roughhouse and, and the girls like to take care of the babies. But that doesn't necessarily mean that all of the boys will turn into leaders and the girls will be subjugated into second class citizens in the private <laughs> world. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, absolutely. That's true. So, so the two close relatives that we have, chimpanzees and bonobos, the chimpanzees are male dominated. The bonobos are female dominated. The females are boss in the bonobo society. So that's why it's so interesting to compare us with both of them. And the female bonobo does that not because she is individually stronger than a male, she is not, she's smaller, but they do that collectively, they collectively dominate the male. So it's very interesting to see, and in all the primate societies, also the ones that are dominated by males, like chimpanzees, in all of them you find a female hierarchy, a female rank order, uh, and, and an, an alpha female, you find the high-ranking female. So female leadership is found in all the primate societies. So what I hear you saying is that there are certain things that absolutely are biological, given your research and evident as evidenced by our closest relative primates. But mm -hmm. there are there are things that we have made up <laughs> based on these biological traits that just are made up out of whole cloth like that. Yeah. The, you know, men, yeah. you're saying men, like men and primates, male primates are more violent in the rough housing, but that does not translate into being in charge necessarily. That's something we have made up. Um, in well, the biggest of... thing, the, oh, biggest yeah, thing that, the biggest thing that we have made up is that that men are more intelligent than women. So that for centuries. Oh, that's tell me men... more about that. Tell well, me for, more cent about... for, for centuries, <laughs> men have said, uh, of course, we need to be in charge because we are the more intelligent ones. Of, and they have said that Every, every philosopher, every, everybody has said, males, of course, everybody has said that. But, you know, I've worked all my life on the intelligence of animals, uh, mostly primates, uh, all sorts of tests that we have done. And I've, I know that literature uh, inside out. And there is really in the, in the animals, there's very little evidence. I, don't, I would say there's no evidence that there's much of a sex difference in intelligence. The intelligence is basically the same. And now... In human society, now that men and women have very similar education or identical uh, uh, education, mm -hmm. now we see that that difference is basically, that was always postulated, is basically evaporating. It's not there. It cannot be measured anymore. And so um, that's, that's actually the big story, is that people have always claimed that men are more intelligent, and we have really no evidence for that. I've always been sort of fascinated by the idea that bonobos were our closest evolutionary like relative because yeah. because they're set up so differently than us like if you yeah. like can can you just talk a little bit about like what does a nuclear family look like in bonobo world like what what's what kind of like sexual relationships do they have like what mm -hmm. how how does how does that world work yeah so bonobos are genetically exactly equally close to us as chimpanzees the, mm -hmm. the, I know that some people prefer the bonobo as a close relative, and other people prefer the really chimpanzee. mean. <laughs> <laughs> and, and other people prefer the chimpanzee, but they're exactly equally close, and so they're equally relevant to talk about human evolution. Uh, the bonobo society, uh, 
consists mostly of a clique of females, a, a small group of maybe four or five females who hang together at the top and, and the alpha female. And they together keep everyone, including the other females, including the males, uh, under control. And it's probably mostly done by the females in order to keep male aggressiveness at bay. Because, you know, male primates sometimes are, they commit infanticide, they kill infants. Mm -hmm. uh, they, and, and of course, they are aggressive sometimes. And the female bonobo has found a solution, which is that the females uh, dominate. And as a result, their societies are much less territorial. Uh, so when, when two groups meet, there is not fighting necessarily. The females may mingle and make room with the females of the neighbors, you know. And uh, it's a very different world than the chimpanzee, which is chimpanzees are very hostile to their neighbors and they sometimes kill their neighbors. Wait, so it's like it's like humans are equally distant from these two societies that function completely differently. Yeah. And like interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Like, it, it feels like this is a very choose your own adventure for humans right now. Like, we have the capacity to do this or we can do that. <laughs> well, we have a little bit of both. So, so uh, chim chimpanzee males, they, they are bonded. They, they hang out together, they groom, they sometimes play, but they're also very competitive with each other. And, and one of them will try to be the alpha male, of course. And they're territorial. So chimpanzee males are violent, but also bonded with each other. And the male bonding is something that I think we humans share. The females in, in bonobos, they are also very bonded. So the bonobos are more a female bonded society and uh, they are, have a high level of solidarity. And for example, the, the Me Too movement that we have at the moment in society, human society, is a bit of a bonobo-like movement because it's, mm -hmm. it's a high level of female solidarity against male harassment. So I think we have a little bit of both uh, and then on top of that, we have nuclear families, which they don't have. So in, in our case, the males are involved in family care, uh, more so than in, in bonobos and chimps. And so we have added the, the nuclear family, which is a, a human specialty. In what ways are humans distinct? So we've gone through sort of the ways in which we're similar. And I think like this is so fascinating. But I also feel like there's, you know, obviously um, there are some characteristics of human beings um, that have to be distinct. I mean, because we yeah. are, are we because of evolution. So, so what are what are some of those? What are some of those things? Humans have a bigger brain, so we are generally smarter. It's not a different brain. Our brain is not very different from a monkey brain, but it is a bigger, a lot bigger. So, so we have more power in the computer, so to speak. And one of the powers that we have is language. That's actually the only big difference that I see between uh, humans and the other primates is we have language. Uh, I, I can come home and describe something that happened somewhere else or on another day. And a, a chimpanzee cannot do that. Cannot approach someone and say, here, this is what happened yesterday. That is just not a possibility. And so language changes a lot of things for the human species. And I think uh, that's the main difference for me. What about um, what about sexual orientation? Like, is 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 there homosexuality, bisexuality, anything yeah. of it? Like, does that happen in either the chimp or bonobo society? Yeah, that happens a lot in animals. So, uh, 
bonobos I would call bisexual in the sense that I've never noticed that they have much of a preference for one I gender. Love or... bonobos. I just love them. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, I, cons- I consider them bisexual because they, they have sex with everybody uh, regardless. And, and the, for example, female-female sex is very important to them because the female bonding um, is important in their society. So, uh, but, but regardless, if we, if we, even if we leave the bonobo out, um, there, there's um, in, in the animal kingdom, there's quite a bit of homosexual behavior. What you find rarely is an exclusive orientation, exclusive homosexual orientation. But uh, even that has been found in some species. So um, the, the female sexuality is very important. Uh, all female mammals have a clitoris. Uh, some some have a big one, like bonobo females have a big one. Dolphin females have a, have the biggest in in the animal kingdom, and so all females strive for sex and sexual pleasure, which is another thing that was totally undocumented because we we scientists we had well it started with Freud I think we have downplayed female pleasure and female sexuality. Fascinating. And, and Do they have patriarchy? Of- is that what we invented that's the problem? Maybe that's too philosophical a question, but it just feels well, like we've created structures that don't exist in the animal world naturally. Well, we have sort of codified male dominance in the patriarchy. Yes. Uh, I, I don't like the term very much because it's a very politically loaded term. Mm. Uh, so, so um, yeah, we, we have sort of ritualized that whole thing and, and etched it in stone. Um, but I think the primates show also a great degree of f- flexibility. And so we talk about homosexuality, but I also find individuals who are not very typical. I describe in my book a female named Donna, a chimpanzee female, who uh, from, from a very young age onwards um, wanted to wrestle with the alpha male, uh, acted like a young male. She, she wanted to wrestle with big males. And the, and the big males were interested in her. So she was already from the start. Normally, they don't wrestle with young females. But from the start, she was treated differently by them. And then later, she grew into a, uh, a female who looked like a male. She, she had the big shoulders, the big hair, the behavior. She, she hung out with males. She associated with them uh, more with males than with females. And so she, uh, she acted atypically. And then I think we have that kind of individuals who don't exactly fit in the gender mold. And that's why I speak also of gender in the other primates in the sense that there is a cultural and learning component mm-hmm. and, and their behavior is sometimes not exactly uh, as it is for many others. And, and so that same variability that you see in human society, what we call gender diversity, that same gender diversity we see in other primates. That, I'm, that was going to be one of my questions. I was so curious about like, are there tomboys in this? Yeah, <laughs> in this oh, world? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and there are also, also males sometimes, sometimes big males who, who could be the alpha male if they worked on it, but they don't want to. They, they are really not interested in these male games and they don't play them and they stay out of them. And uh, so, yeah, you have, you have all sorts of uh, types um, are are those are those primates ostracized or in any way like is that is it is it tough for a primate who you know is is interested in sex with their same sex or who doesn't take on the gender role that most of the other male or female primates are taking on like 
do they get shunned out of society or is it is it cool no that's the interesting thing to me is that we find very similar gender diversity i think in other primates but i've never seen that it's not tolerated i've never for example that female donna she's completely accepted she's well integrated into the group i've never seen that they are rejected or ostracized um i think the only reason why primates would do that is kick someone out so to speak is if that individual bothers them if it, if it if, if that individual disturbs the peace for example but that's not the case they, they are they're not disturbing the peace and so they they take them as they come you know Huh. We've made up discrimination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think one of the problems of the human species. I, I mentioned that we have language. Language is also a problem because language yeah. makes that makes that we label everything. Oh. Everything you need to be a man or a woman. You need to be a homo or hetero. You, need, you we put labels on everything, and if you don't fit in one of these boxes you're out of luck and we don't want you and so uh, that's that's a problem that the, the other primates don't have <laughs> what about um what about gender-based violence is is that is that a problem in in primate world do we do we see intimate partner violence do we see females um you know in 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 compromised physical positions because they're females like do do we see rape like does that happen well, rape is extremely, we call it forced copulation. Rape is extremely rare. So, so I, would, I would not go into the rape because okay. that's, that's not really, but aggressiveness by males against females occurs in the chimpanzee and the bonobo, of course, since the females are dominant, they have taken care of that problem. Um, in the chimpanzee, it happens, especially when females are fertile and the males are sexually interested. But you know, most of the time, the majority of her life for a female, uh, she is either pregnant or nursing, and she's not uh, ovulating, she's not fertile, and the males leave her alone. The males are not particularly interested in females who are not in that period. So there's a very short period when they are ovulating and when they are sexually receptive, where males may bother them and, and harass them. Um, and I think in humans, it has been exacerbated by our, the way we live. Mm -hmm. So in humans, um, we live in homes most of the time, a, a man, a woman and children, or sometimes there's, of course, more people in the home, but we are locked up in these homes. And we have seen, for example, during the COVID crisis, when we were locked up for 18 months at home, that mm -hmm. the domestic violence has gone up. I think that situation where you have the male and the female together, and if they don't get along or if there's tensions between them, uh, it is expressed aggressively, that situation doesn't help because uh, in, in the other primates, um, a female who's attacked by a male, she has other females around who may help her. Uh, and that's not the case in the human uh, species. It makes hmm. me feel like one of the things we could do to make the human experience a little bit better is sort of expanding our definition of family almost, right? So it makes it what you just described is sort of the ability of these societies to marginalize people who are acting out against, you know, someone or violent right. against someone. Um, and it, it makes me feel like we need bigger communities. Like yeah, instead of being isolated in our homes with COVID, it's just the people who share the same biology. We need to also branch out and, and sort of create a larger community that then, yeah, the, you know, yeah, there is some anthropology research regulate. on, on if, 
if women marry out of out of their community and and join another community they are in more trouble with men than if they stay in their community where their family members are still present because their family members protect them and so uh, a, a woman alone in a new community is um, is really uh, in, a, in a vulnerable position i would say and and of course in the other primates the females they usually live in hearing range of each other and they especially in the bonobos they they travel together and so they help each other i love this i love this idea of like the collective is what keeps women safe <laughs> it's like, i think yeah. that's it's it's true here too we just we never we never discuss it we never talk about it we never celebrate it we never you know we're 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 just we're learning the wrong lessons i'm worried <laughs> like, so so gender like gender roles are not policed like they're there but they're not policed in primate society nobody's 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 taking donna away from roughhousing with the boys and putting the doll in her hands like nobody's doing that no they're not policed they are transmitted to some degree because the young males and young females they they tend to emulate the adults right so so they see uh, the young males they look at look up at adult males and the young females look up at their mom usually and they imitate a lot of their behavior so they are transmitted and that's why i think we can speak of gender in their case as well because there's a cultural component to the differences that we see between the sexes but uh, it's not uh, there are not rules it's not like you get punished if you don't behave like this no that's not the case I feel like we should maybe take some of those rules and apply. No, them we definitely us. need to apply some of the rules um, that they they have because I think that well, one what we've decided I have decided in this conversation is that a lot of our rules are really bad and made up and stupid, and we should change them. They tend yeah. to hurt people. Our rules mm -hmm. seem to be like the ones that make things less fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, as somebody who studies primates, like what what about human behavior frustrates you the most? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, what sometimes frustrates me is that people automatically assume that um, since since males are bigger and stronger, um, they need to be boss, and and that, I don't see why that why that needs to be, and I don't see that leadership capacities are differently distributed between men and women, and so that sometimes frustrates me that automatic assumption that being strong means being boss you know it, mm -hmm. we we in human society that's there is not a good correlation you you don't walk into a business and and you want to meet the boss and you look for the biggest fellow and you think that must be him no that's not the case the biggest fellow may not be the boss at all and so uh, in human society of course physical strength still plays a role but um uh, less so and then i think in the other primates also in in chimpanzees for example the smallest male can be the alpha male because he, he has political skills or more diplomacy than the other males, for example. So that assumption in you, the assumption in human society that physical strength equals dominance and good leadership, uh, for example, all these business people who want to be alpha males and so on. Um, yeah, that sometimes frustrates me. Sometimes frustrates me too. <laughs> yeah, you think. <laughs> I just like I'm my brain is breaking at the idea that like on the one hand you say yes there are essential gender roles that the mm -hmm. animal world or that the primate world is born with which is a concept that's tough for me I, I like to believe the gender is a social construct but on the other hand even with these essential gender roles that the primates are born in 
that doesn't translate to a hierarchy that subjugates the females. Yeah. So, 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 so we have both more flexibility than you would assume on the basis of biology, because I think biology produces a lot of variation. So, so we're both more flexible and there is always biology behind gender. So you, you can try to isolate gender from sex and, and say these two things are separate, uh, but they're, they're always mixed in, to some degree. But, but the discrimination piece, that's, that's ours. We, we, we did that. We did that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, we can, be, we, we, can be, we can be proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us. Way Look at go. us go. <laughs> All right, the book is different. Gender through the eyes of a primatologist. Franz Duval, thank you so much for joining us this morning. This was really, really interesting. Yep. You're, you're welcome. It was a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening.